From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. It's time for the latest local, regional, and national sports topics of the day. It's the Sports Fan, presented by J&K Contracting. Ready? Now, from the WATH studios, here's Carl Blaylock. Hi, hello, 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 and welcome into the WATH studios. Carl Blaylock alongside Cedric Granger for the first half hour, and uh, yeah, my voice, dude, my voice is shot. <laughs> yeah, I can hear it in your voice. But, hey, Ma. thank you for coming in, of course, to help lead the sports fan. I know oh, yesterday, yeah. big NFL game. You got to see probably the most entertaining game of the entire week. You know, you looked at the week. You saw some great games. You saw Eagles, Dolphins, Ravens, Lions. You thought that game, those games were probably going to be the most competitive ones. No, 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 no. Browns, Colts was the most competitive game all week long, and it was a crazy game. It feels like you got a little dose of everything in that matchup, so... Excited to see what you have to say about them. No, I'm sorry for your Colts, but a lot of people who are Browns fans around here are definitely over the moon to get to four and two. My voice is hoarse from cussing out those refs for about the last 15 minutes and including leaving the stadium. Yeah. It was, uh, How irate was the crowd after that P.I. call? Um, I was in the upper deck. Um, it wasn't Bottlegate. It wasn't Bottlegate. Yeah. I'll say that. But... It was it was very much unhappy. Now I was in the upper deck where there was it was about seventy percent Browns fans in the upper deck. Um, so I, I guess we'll start with this game and just kind of go through what was good and what wasn't good. Um, the Browns they come out first drive, big big run, big run. Uh, like second play of the game, and it was there. Like that was one thing that the Colts defense was not very good at today, and that was the or yesterday, and that was a run defense. And, and part of that is they lost Grover Stewart, uh, one of our big defensive interior defensive linemen. He got he got uh, suspended for PEDs, uh, some sort of banned substance. Somehow found his way into his meat. Hmm. Um. So well, that's yeah. <laughs> that 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 or you know. It, it, it's like, you know, come on. I, I mean, I, I don't blame him at all. It's just like, you know, how, it, it just kind of shows, you know, hey, we should be wary about the meat by a local, I guess. <laughs> um, but uh, the Browns or the Colts come back. They score about the, they score more points. And then the Browns come back. And this was the issue. Gardner Minshew was not great. Um, Strip sack. He had two uh, times he was strip sacked. And he also had a pick. Um, I mean, actually, no, for three. Three oh five was his total, and I know he's like winless uh, when he throws above three hundred yards, which is crazy. Also, for you guys who don't know, the final score thirty nine thirty eight in favor of the Browns. Ah, uh, we'll get to that point because like it, it, it was a tumultuous one. This game also took very long. It took yeah. fifty minutes for the first quarter to get done. Game wasn't over until. Uh, like 430. Um, so the Browns, they're trailing 14-7 at the end of the quarter. And 
because the teams trade touchdowns, and then Watson throws a just bad, bad interception. It basically was just an arm punt, but it was still a bad pick. Colts can't do anything with three and out. Three and out. Colts run touchdown. Browns punt the ball. Colts have a chance to do something with it. Strip sack, fumble. Browns score a touchdown. Then, Colts are driving again. And this, this play is the play that I have circled. And it has me questioning whether Shane Steichen is the right coach. Because um, I, I, left, I, le- I left Sunday's game sitting there wondering how in the world the Colts have somehow hired the exact same coach two times in a row. They hired the Eagles offensive coordinator, who's a charismatic play caller, um, but never makes the right call, or, you know, not never makes the right calls, but is too ballsy for his own good sometimes and then curls up in his shell at other times when he shouldn't and is too smart for his own good 80% of the time. Let's set the scene here. This is... uh, (laughs) There it is. Set the scene for everybody, Carl. Let's set the scene. This is midway through the... uh, No, 10 minutes to go in the second quarter. Colts have a chance to go and take a lead. It's tied at 14. It's third and three. uh, Nope. Sorry. They had an alt holding on that. Because Colts get the first down, have a holding. So now it's third and 13 from the Cleveland 36. We run. Oh, that that was a. T- mm, I don't even see who the pass was thrown to. This makes it even worse. Oh boy. Third and thirteen on Cleveland's thirty-six. You're right on the edge of field goal range. So surely, surely, you know, you run maybe a conservative play call or something to where you make sure you stay in field goal range. You get points, you know, because you know it would have really helped to have those three points later in the game, right? No. So what they do? They run a tight end screen that they throw the ball six yards behind the line of scrimmage, and that's exactly where they're at because the Browns have enough. The Browns have a good enough defensive line that they can read a screen and go over and tackle the guy. Six-yard loss, and now instead of lining up for a, instead of lining up for a 53-yard field goal, which Matt Gay can make, you're lining up for a 60-yard field goal that completely changes the angle he's got to kick the ball. Not that I don't even know. That might not have even mattered because Miles Garrett just jumped over the entire line, blocked the kick. But here's the thing. The line might be a little bit higher, and the kick would have definitely been higher if it's a 53-yard field goal instead of a 60-yard field goal. And so after that, I sat there, and I, I'm, I'm just not sold on Shane Steichen. Uh, another example of this would be so the Browns, they get a field goal on that, but the Colts come right back, score a touchdown. Then the Browns, they drive a little bit, uh, but they punt the ball away, and the Colts get the ball inside the two-minute warning at their own 11. First play, Minshew gets sacked. Loss of five. All right, they're at the six-yard line. Now, let's look at Gardner Minshew inside the five in the Colts uniform, dropping back to pass. Has not been great this year. Uh, You remember the Baltimore game? He ran out of the back of the end zone, (laughs) pulled an Orlovsky. 99 awareness rating in Madden, I'd say. Yeah, not great. We still lost that game. And 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 reminder, Colts are leading at this point 21-17. So from about the five-yard line, 
we decide to have Minshew drop on a five-step drop. Uh, Garrett is lined up against our backup tackle, uh, and it goes about as well as you expect. Garrett forces strip sack. Browns recover for a touchdown. I don't know why you don't run the ball at that point. You get the ball out of the half. But then, now, now, Colts get the ball back, obviously. And now, Steichen decides, okay, now we need to be very conservative. We run three plays, two yards. It only takes 25 seconds off off the clock because let, let, you got... You had a run for two yards, a false start penalty, a run for no gain. And then you throw the ball on third and 13. I I don't know what you're doing there. So the Browns get the ball back with about a minute 17. Drive in a field goal range, kick a field goal. 27-21 at the half. And after that point, I'm like, nope. Shane Steichen's not it. He's going to have to do a lot of things to win me back over. I don't think he's the quarterback of this team. I, 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 I don't think he's the head coach of this team. I don't think that was a good hire. I think we literally just rehired Frank Reich. Repackaged Frank Reich. And your fans deserve better than that, especially what you guys have gone through over the last couple of years. It seems a lot of the same old, you know, Jaguars losses on the road, Jaguars losses at home. We're, we're a cursed franchise. Yeah. We're a cursed franchise. And you, you want to know how bad this game ended up getting. Um, Colts get all the way back. They score a touchdown. Uh, they score a touchdown. Two yard, two plays. They take a 38-33 lead. Yeah, Pittman had himself one heck of a game. One of the best receiver performances of the week by far. He's really risen into that elite tier of wide receiver ones. Or at least I say very good tier. So, Colts get the ball, 339. They have a chance to ice it, three and out. Browns get the ball back, and they drive down the field. And it was an ugly, ugly drive. Three yards. They would three incompletions, then P.J. Walker makes a good play. Then three more incompletions, then another good play. So, the play of the game. 47 seconds ago, it's third and four at the Indianapolis 13-yard line. P.J. Walker gets sacked by E.J. Speed. Speed recovers the ball back at the Indianapolis 39-yard line. But hold on, there's a flag. I didn't even see the flag for like a good 30 seconds. I'm like, we won! We won! We won! No, illegal contact. Illegal contact. And and they showed the replay on the screen, and I'm in the upper deck. I'm glad I was in the upper deck because I might have made a poor choice otherwise. (laughs) I was irate. We got penalized. We got penalized for this. For Amari Cooper grabbing our guy's face mask and putting him on the ground. Stiff armed him as well, too. If you're gonna call that on something, you're gonna call you gotta call that on the offense. There wasn't anything the defender did there. Like, you I know. Oh, you know I was mad watching this. So I was sitting there oh, watching yeah. this game on TV. So many games this week have come down to a random P.I. call. If we look at some of the P.I. calls that have happened throughout the NFL and college football this week, it was one of the most poorly, 
poorly officiated weeks I've seen of any sport. And the fact that you just what are you supposed to do as a defensive back nowadays? What are you supposed to do? And you see it happen during key times where this one was just Amari Cooper running his route. The corner did a good job killing the route. He didn't do a good job, but he barely grazed them. That's the worst part. And Amari Cooper kind of stiff-armed him, extended Amari Cooper initiated the contact. Amari Cooper initiated the contact, and we got flagged for it. Well, I'm just not surprised. You know what? Not to mention it negates the game-winning play. So, so you think that's bad? Wait for the next one, too. That's worse because of what it implied and what uh, ended up resulting and what would have happened yeah. if it would have not been picked so, up. But look at what happened afterwards. They go they me. go back. And, and, I mean, that, that was the game right there. And... and I, I I am irate. Everyone in the stadium, aside from like the five thousand Browns fans up in the upper deck, if I have to hear dog check any time <laughs> in the next two weeks, I am not going to be happy. The amount of bar- I heard barking in my dreams last night. I'm Cedric. so sorry. I should not have worn my uh, Battle Jacks uh, jersey today <laughs> it was with the dog the on amount, it. The amount of just, just, dog check. Ooh, 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 just nah. don't come to the uh, Athens Bloom Carroll game this Friday. By the way, <laughs> you wouldn't be a big fan of that match. Uh, you know, at, at, le- at least that barking's not. You know, the, the Browns. Browns fans just—I mean, they were—they were great, obviously, but it, it's just so obnoxious. And then, especially when you're sitting there and you lose a game like that, you have the—you have the pass interference in the end zone on the ball that was uncatchable. Should that have probably been some sort of flag? Yeah, but was the ball—was that like—was that probably holding? Yeah. Was that pass interference? No. The ball was uncatchable. Is that they they call the wrong penalty. They don't it feels like the refs don't know the difference between a holding, a pass interference, and an illegal contact. It feels like they just mix and match for whatever. Illegal contact doesn't exist. The illegal contact flag comes out when they they want to have it out. And in the opportune times. Do you want to know how cursed the Indianapolis Colts franchise is to have to to have a game lost by a penalty aiding the Browns? Well, now that PJ Walker is the quarterback, a lot of people are actually uh the Browns are now becoming lovable again. So They're not. <laughs> It's the Browns. The league office have had a grudge on them since not eight four nineteen forty six. Yeah, our model does too. Like, what, 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 what do you, what do you, what, what do you want from a team that literally, like, the Colts are cursed. The Colts are the most cursed franchise in the NFL, and, and this is this is proof of it because it gets down to the one yard line now after that pass interference because by rule, spot of the one, first down, nothing, second down. Nothing. It, it was an incompletion. Should have. I mean, wide open. Wide open, by the way. David Najoku. Wide open. Couldn't get it. Uh, third down. Incompletion. <laughs> Why didn't they just run the ball, too? Like, you know, like they could have ran it on first down. It was like 38 seconds. No, they, they didn't have any timeouts. Time. But with 38 seconds left, it doesn't matter. You don't need four timeouts. I, no, I, 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 I don't think. Off. Yeah. I, I'm okay if with you that. You got Kareem Hunt. You got a power mm. running team from the one-yard line. If, that and he take, barely got in, by the way. That's why they should have just ran it on first. I don't know why they didn't. Well, no, you don't want to waste that much time. You got all four plays there. 
Yeah. And knowing that like, you have the backup of running the pl- running the clock or running it there. Well, after I the think. penalty, you get a chance to basically have a timeout. You come up with the next two plays, in my opinion. I mean, it's, they still won, so it doesn't make a difference. But I'm just saying, like, we were. I was watching it with two Browns fans, and they were saying, like, why didn't we run the ball on first and goal when there was 30? It's not like it was the the Giants Bills into the first half situation where there's only 14 seconds left, and you're at the one yard line, and they check it into a run with 38 seconds. You would be snapping the ball for the second play at like 20 seconds if you would get three passes after that or two passes and then your fourth play would be whatever it wants at that point and you leave zero seconds for the other team to score i yeah i don't know i i am just we know what happened i am just very frustrated with the uh like there are there are about four things that i'm angry about after that game uh that is the most defeated i felt at like I don't understand. Even I've more been, so than the Ravens Colts. I've game. been to three Colts games in my life. I went to the Monday Nighter in twenty twenty one, the Colts Ravens game that you mentioned, where Yep, Lamar threw for the most yards in his career. He actually threw for the second most yesterday. Uh, he yeah, career, he, too, he broke the Ravens record for pa- he broke the Ravens passing 443 record. Four hundred and forty three yards, thirty seven for forty three passing. Yeah. We blew a nineteen point lead and we lost in overtime. That was awful. That was awesome. Then I followed that up. The second game I ever went to was the Nick Foles game. The Nick Foles game. Super Bowl champion Nick Foles. <sighs> Not in 2022. <laughs> the year 2022, the Colts trotted out Nick Foles and expected to do anything in that game. Spoiler alert, they didn't. And then whatever yesterday was, nah. Shane Steichen, not the coach that I want. We hired we, we, we hired shiny Frank Reich. That's what we did. We'll see where it ends up happening with it, but that looked like shiny Frank Reich to me. I felt way too much like how I felt when Frank Reich was a head coach of that football team. Um, I'm mad at the refs. I, I'm, I'm mad at Gardner Minshew because Minshew really wasn't that good. And I know you can't expect I too mean, much out of him. Yards you and can't expect too much out of him, but it's still like, come on. Like, yeah. At a certain point, you got to blame the defense, though. 38 points scored, and you allow 39. Not all of it's allowed 30. I'd say they allow like 30. Well, if that, that was the issue is that you had the Browns, the Colts gift wrapped this game to the Browns, and they still didn't. The Browns nearly didn't take it. But. You look all right. You've got all right. Let's 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 look here. Interception immediately after field goal. Um. Yeah. Let 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 let's look. You've got. Let's look at how many points the Browns got gifted. Well, strip sack in the end zone. I would even it's you could say gift it, but all right. So so fumble. A fumble, uh, a Colts fumble in the first quarter, that leads to a Browns touchdown. Blocked field goal, Browns field goal, ten points if you're counting. Strip sack fumble touchdown, that's seventeen points. Um, gutless play calling on the end, the last drive of the first half for the for the Colts, that's three more points. That's twenty points. Twenty points. Twenty points. Uh, interception leads to a Browns field goal. They 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 went they went three and out. Leads to a Browns field goal. That's 23 points. Then whatever with with the refs. The Browns should have scored 16 points in this game. This should have been a Colts win by two touchdowns. 
but stupid mistakes, and Minshew did the same thing. Like, uh, he's a backup quarterback, but he is the quarterback that we have on this team right now, and he, 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 he's got to cut down on the mistakes. And, I mean, this Colts, I mean, it's probably better that the Colts lost because this team's not doing anything in the playoffs. It's probably better so we can go down and get Maserati Marv. I hate that I even said that, but... Just go with Marvelous Marv. Yeah, yeah, just Marvin Harrison Jr. Bring him home. Hmm. Now we can uh, wait a couple years to get Arch Manning, too. He can live out the dream of Manning to Harrison again. <laughs> I mean, I mean, if 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 Richardson's hurt again next year, if we get Andrew Luck flashbacks, we might end up with it. I don't know. But you had a good football day yesterday. I had a great just sports week in general. Like, I mean, that was the sports week from heaven. From Ohio field hockey winning eight to two and clinching a MAC tournament berth. From Athens beating Nelsonville York as the voice of the Bulldogs. That made me smile. The Ohio State Buckeyes, they beat Penn State. The Ohio Bobcats beat Western Michigan. And then all capped it off with a Ravens win over the Detroit Lions. And this was a Detroit Lions team people had at the top of the NFL standings. They said it was the number one team in football. Ravens put them in their place. And this was the best all-around performance by the Ravens. Arguably one of the best games in Lamar Jackson's career. The best game almost. I'd say the Ravens-Colts win that we talked about earlier. Maybe a better performance from Lamar um and then his jackson five uh mvp moment uh that was one of the mvp moments of 2019 but this game was about as good as it gets and he did it as a pocket passer for the majority of it, it wasn't a 100 yard rushing game from lamar this was a sit in the pocket and diced up the lions he sat in the pocket delivered great footballs everybody was getting involved national tight end day mark andrews two touchdowns zay flowers He's only the second player since 1970 to have over 50 yards from scrimmage in his first seven starts as a rookie, which is really impressive from Flowers. It seems like we finally have a wide receiver one. Odell Beckham had like five receptions for 60 yards that game too. Everything was clicking for the offense and everything was clicking for that defense. Roquan Smith, unbelievable performance. He's that anchor of the defense and the way that he speaks it is just so reminiscent of Ray Lewis. It's like having Ray Lewis, even though he's not going to be Ray ever, but he's still about as good as you're going to get to have somebody. And every great Ravens defense starts from the middle linebacker position. And the fact they have that is great. And it's just one of those things that makes the AFC North so compelling. The whole AFC North won again. again. I, I, don't, I don't know how the Steelers won, and we'll go There's through all those games. There's only four losses uh, outside of the division right now for the entire AFC North. Four. That is crazy. Crazy. And we're through about seven games or six games for some of these teams. So... It's going to be insane. They might have a shot. I don't think it'll happen, but they might have a shot at being the first ever division to get everybody into the playoffs, especially when you're looking at how inconsistent the Buffalo Bills have started to become over the last couple of weeks, too. And Chargers kind of falling off a little bit. There's some teams that the Chargers ever on. Yeah, that's right. You know, somebody's got to plug them in. Anyway, I think that it should be a really good week, but I'm proud of the Ravens for their performance. They're going to shoot up a lot of power rankings, but you know, for them, it's all about consistency because, you know, we talked about how the Colts struggled yesterday. They lost to the Colts. So it's like that's how it is in the NFL. It's such a week-to-week league. But right now the Ravens, they're red hot as they move on. They face the Cardinals next. And that's pretty darn good and pretty favorable too. So we'll see what happens. But they should have a shot at the one seed unless uh, Taylor Swift has something to say about it. We'll see about what happens with that. We'll take a break. When we come back, we're going to go through through the other games. Obviously, we talked about Colts and Browns and Ravens-Lions, but – a lot of other games, including that game you mentioned, the Bills 
falling on their face against the Patriots. We'll talk about it after the break. You're listening to The Sports Fan, presented by JNK Contracting. Hello, football fans. This is Voice of the Bulldogs, Cedric Granger. After Athens' excellent Doc Croner Trophy rivalry win over Nelsonville, York, the Bulldogs surge into the playoffs on a hot streak as they take on the Bloom Carroll Bulldogs. Can Athens win their sixth game in a row? Find out on Friday. Join me and analyst Matt Frazee at 6.30 p.m. on 970 WATH. The city of Athens has announced its 2023 loose-leaf pickup schedule beginning the week of October 16th. Area number one includes the north side, near east side, and far east side neighborhoods. Pickup in these neighborhoods will be from October 16th through the 20th, November 6th through the 9th, and November 27th to December 1st. Area number two includes the west side, Highland Congress area, University Estates, and uptown neighborhoods. Pickup in these neighborhoods will be from October 23rd to the 27th, November 13th to the 17th, and December 4th through the 8th. Area number 3 includes the South Side, Old Coach, and Blackburn Hills neighborhoods. Pickup in these neighborhoods will be from October 30th to November 3rd, November 20th to the 22nd, and December 18th through the 15th. A final sweep will be conducted December 18th through the 22nd. Bagged leaf pickup will continue through the city's yard waste program. There is a $2 charge per bag. For pickups, call 740-592-3343 and leave a message. Now, for more of the Sports Fan on 970 W-A-T-H. This is a sports fan, Carl Blaylock, Cedric Granger with you in the W-A-T-H studios. Going through the uh, week, what was this week? Uh, it's week seven of high of uh, NFL football. Yeah, that's Man, right. already I, it's just oh, insane. Yeah. So we're almost to that, uh, just over the one third mark of the way there, working towards that one half way mark as well so it's already starting to like shape up we're already starting to be able to look at like playoff seating now which you couldn't do for like the first four or five weeks now it's something that's starting to become a really big factor as we continue to go and look at tiebreakers let's look at the some of the games we're not going to spend too much time on this game bears defeat the raiders 30 to 12 both teams on their backup quarterbacks um tyson bajant did you know who this guy was before no. this week? No, heck no. I know this last match was know? at School of the Mines, Colorado School of the Mines. Yeah, the no, like he was a Division Two quarterback. Yeah, he led the Bears uh, to their first home win in like over a year or something like that. So yeah, credit it, to him. But this game was just—I mean, good for the Bears for winning, but it was just bad. Yeah, the Dante Giants. Foreman, big game. Oh yeah, Dante Foreman had a huge game. Uh, the Giants defeated the Commanders fourteen to seven. That I I. That game, I don't think anything happened in that game, yep. if I'm being honest. Tyrod Taylor's the answer? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. I mean, uh, more so than Danny Dimes. He has already as many. He threw it. I'll put this in perspective. He had as many touchdowns in this game as Danny Dimes did the entire season, by the way. I Just saying. Because Danny Dimes. I think it was the first time the Giants scored a touchdown in any home game, albeit they only had two home games before that, but still. Um, the Falcons... Trip into another victory over the Buccaneers, 16-13. I, I don't think the Falcons are clutch. Well, I mean, they show some sort of But they keep winning. They are. It's just, it was miserable. I'm going to say this. I'm sure you probably didn't get to see much of it because you were at the game. But the Falcons, they fumbled three times in their own red zone. Three times. They're the first team since the 1970s to do that. And they were some... One of them was the Desmond Ritter walking into the end zone 
fumbles the ball at the half yard line and it goes out the back of the end zone for a touchback. That is a Desmond Ritter moment. Yep. Another where Arthur Smith is just he just losing it on the sideline. I just don't believe Ar- Arthur that Arthur Smith has a horseshoe somewhere. Somewhere. And uh that, that's the only explanation. Yeah. Made a great kick at the end. And the Buccaneers, that offense, bad day for Baker Mayfield. Just one of his worst games of the season. And they don't have a run game. It's just it's plain and simple. They don't have a run game. And I just don't see them being able to compete. They were a team that looked like they were good early on, but it's turned out they're fool's gold. And we're seeing it now. That division is who we are, who we thought they were. It really is. It's going to be – someone's going to limp into the playoffs at 8-9. and nine. Well, there's going to be a team probably in the AFC that's going to miss at 10-7. and seven. I, I don't even think so at this point because you look at the Bills. We'll, we'll switch over to that game. I don't know why the entirety of the AFC outside of – no, really, really, the entire of the NFL has turned into the 2010 Pittsburgh Steelers, where they will show up for the big games. Look at the Eagles, you know. Look at the Eagles, for example. They lost to the Jets last week. Well, they beat the Dolphins or the Bills. The Bills, you know, they they embarrass the Dolphins, and then they follow up that 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 huge emphatic win with tripping against the Jaguars, barely beating, needing a horrible missed pass interference call to defeat to to beat the giants at home on prime time no less and then having a giving up a mac jones legacy drive to lose to the patriots when mac jones has looked absolutely terrible he got benched the last like three weeks and he gave you gave him a legacy drive to him what are you doing bills you know it was 29 25 uh, bill belichick just got extended so you know what the real theory is the reason the patriots started one and five is because belichick was holding out for the new contract because he wants to pass he got the contract in the off seasons what i heard yep no they he just got his uh, contract officially was like earlier today. He got extended. Maybe he got a contract, but they extended him even more so he could probably pass that Don Shula record. And you know what? Good for the Patriots. If you didn't see the uh, Gesicki gritty, that's something that has uh, become very funny on the internet. Um, and the Patriots, like I said, their defense, they outplayed the Bills. More turnovers late. This was a game where the Patriots tried to give the game away late. Uh, they also called five straight pass interference slash defensive penalties, one of them wiping away a Josh Allen interception in the end zone before they took the lead, which was pretty wild. But the Patriots, fortunately, they responded. They got downfield, and they were able to close out the game. But that's a tough loss for the Bills. But a part of it is when you have divisional opponents, sometimes you can throw out some of the results. But this is now three weeks where they've looked lackluster. Yeah, it, 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 it's, you know, if it was just one game, it happens. But this is a trend. Uh, speaking of divisional opponents, the Steelers, they defeated the Rams 24-17. <laughs> How? They scored 14 points in the fourth quarter. How? They're just the best fourth quarter team in the NFL. I can't say anything else about it. They're awful the first three quarters, but their fourth quarter, it's just, I trust TJ Watt to make a play. I just know it feels like it's the same script every day. Steelers don't show up for the first half. Then their offense comes to life after a big play by T.J. Watt, whether it's some sort of strip sack. This case, it was an interception, an excellent interception by him dropping back into coverage, which was really impressive. But it's just one of those games where you're like, as a fan of somebody else in the AFC North, you're just punching the air and that they figure out to win. And I don't know if you saw this ending. If for people who missed it and why a lot of people are very angry about this game, fourth and one, right above the two-minute warning, you have Kenny Pickett. He does the QB sneak 
They tried to touch push him out to the first down, and he did not make it at all. And he, they got the most favorable spot I've ever seen, and for some reason they can't review it. They can't challenge it either within two minutes. So too bad, guys. It just ends the game. And I just feel for the Rams. Puka Nakua, 150-yard performance. Unbelievable start to his season. It just makes you feel ashamed that the staffer didn't get a chance to go for a game-winning drive. But you know what probably would have happened? It would have been a T.J. Watt. Was it? Did they rule forward progress? It was not even like a forward progress. But He never got to the line. And I'll tell you, if you you guys are listening at home, go and watch the clip up the clip. He did not even get to the line. His knee was down well before the ball even was close to crossing. It wasn't even like close. Like we all thought it was well short. Steelers fans, a lot of Steelers fans, I thought it was short too, and it should have given the Rams the ball at their own forty with a uh, sixty yards to work with. Also, if you didn't know, Brett Maher, terrible game. He left seven points off the board for the Rams. Two missed field goals and an extra point miss. That makes sense, and I. You know, I, I'm i seeing the replays right now. Just look at when his knee is down, though. Like, t- t- his knee is down way earlier than you think in the play. But is he touched down there? Is he touched down there? That's a good question. That's the thing. So, I, I'm, I'm looking at it in slow... Yeah, can I, if only can I, the referees actually did this. Yeah, no, I can't. I can't <laughs> slow it down. I can't slow it down. But uh, yeah, no, he he doesn't quite look like he's there. But I also don't know if he's touched. But yeah, no, not not a great, not a great, not a great, uh, not not a great day for the referees and and uh, in the integrity of the NFL. Truth be told, <laughs> Seahawks beat the Cardinals twenty to ten. This was like every single Cardinals game. They gave him a fight in the first half. And then they just fade away because they don't have any talent in the second half. The Broncos beat the Packers. The Packers do not have not found a third straight generational quarterback. Nope, I'm not loving it if you're a big fan of that. The Broncos, this is the first time in their last 10 attempts where they led at halftime. So previously over their last 10 games that they led at half, they lost every single one of them. (laughs) So this is actually a pretty good milestone for them. They won at home, but for the Packers fans... Well, welcome to mediocrity. <laughs> uh, I would say a little bit below that, truth be told. The Chiefs down the Chargers 31-17, and that really wasn't that surprising. Chargers, uh, I think the Chargers are now starting to regret their first-round pick. Quinn Johnston, he just had his first game over 20 yards. I think the they, they could have used something in the defense. 424 passing yards, four touchdowns for Patrick Mahomes yesterday. Yeah, not even Kelsey, Kelsey had 179 yards, 12 receptions. So. Two games straight where he's had 100 yards at halftime. Yeah. That's just crazy. And the one catch he had where he like he got the shovel pass, he held the ball above his head and somehow got pushed into the end zone. Yeah. Taylor Swift was going crazy for that game. And the Eagles defeated the Dolphins 31-17. That wasn't really a doubt. They brought back the Kelly Greens. Yeah, I'll say this. The one thing that did irk me, did you see the penalties? 10-0. 10-0, I did see that as and well. And one of them was like there was an Eagles blatant like um, face mask that didn't get called, which I was like, I couldn't believe that. That was something a lot of people are griping about. But I thought it was like it was a good Sunday night game. It was one of the best Sunday night at least matchups on paper. And the Kelly Green looked great because not only did they have the Kelly Green, Carl, they changed the broadcast to Kelly Green. I saw that. I did field. see that. Yeah, it was just like a, it was like a full throwback night. The only thing that really made it painful, what if the Dolphins wore their throwbacks too? 
They should have wore theirs. You mean you mean what they should just have for their jerseys? Yeah, their probably. actual jerseys just bring back don't have this smooth dolphin logo. <laughs> Give the dolphin the dolphin can get CTE. Give the dolphin the helmet back. That's right. <laughs> uh, speaking is. of the dolphins, I expect them to have kind of a late season slide. You know why? Why? They are this year's in-season hard knocks team. Uh, I mean, I just think that team, they're starting to get a little exposed here and there, but I just who, think that offense is well, too good. Who, who, was, who, was the in, who was the in one last year? I think it was the Cardinals, it was wasn't the Cardinals, it? Yeah, yeah, the Cardinals, yeah, like, just, the Cardinals just nosedived. And don't remember who had it the first year. It was the Colts because they were building up. The Colts are going to make the playoffs. The Colts are going to make the playoffs. And then Jacksonville happened. Jeez. Isn't that – that's kind of crazy, too. You say nosedive because isn't, like, a dolphin they're known for, like, nosediving every time they – Something like that. Yeah, no, I, I could see something with that happening. I hope so because they, they do play the Ravens late in the season. So if they happen to have a cold game in Baltimore where I hope the temperature is, like, 10 degrees, then maybe, maybe. But I don't know. That offense just seems too explosive for them to not go any worse than, like, 11-6. and six. True that. Cedric's got to step out. We'll step away, too, as this is a sports fan presented by J&K Contracting. We'll recap some college football from the weekend after this. Your hometown radio stations, 970 AM, WATH, and 97.3 FM, along with Pure Rock 105, XTQ FM, are here for you. Stay tuned for community updates, local news, weather, and, of course, local high school sports. Listen for local happenings like Here's What's Going On. And if your nonprofit group or organization has an upcoming event or any announcements, we would love to help spread the word. Just mail or bring the information to our studios located at 223 Columbus Road, Athens, Ohio, 4570. You can also send an email to PSA at WXTQ.com. Please try to have your information to us within two weeks of the event to help ensure ample time to get your message spread to the rest of our great communities. We are here for you and hope you enjoy the changes taking place. Southern Ohio and hometown proud. We are 970 AM WATH 97.3 FM at Pure Rock 105 WXTQ. This week on Football Friday Kickoff. Playoffs? You bet we're talking playoffs. The OHSAA playoffs are finally here, and 16 teams remain in each region united by one goal, to win that regional title. We'll take a look at Nelsonville, York, as they host Bel Air, as well as Athens as they travel up to Bloom Carroll. All this and more on Football Friday Kickoff, live from the Holzer Health System Studio. Friday at 5 on Pure Rock 105 WXTQ. What does Holzer mean to me? It's home. It's opportunity. It's community. It's a place where coworkers are friends and friends become family. It's a place that supports my community and a place where I know I can make a difference. Discover your opportunities right here at Holzer. Think Holzer first. You're listening to 970 WATH and the Sports Fan. This is a Sports Fan. Carl Blaylock with you in the WATH studios. We had Cedric Ranger in for a while. Uh, he, he's got to go. He's got to be a man. Busiest man in Athens, I think. Uh, he, what doesn't he do? On-field MC, voice of the Bulldogs. 
Man does everything. I, I can't tell you the last. I mean, well, he did field hockey game, then went and called the Athens game on Friday night. Could not be me. Could could not balance that, I don't think. But anyways, it's uh, looking at some college football from this weekend. And there were a few interesting games. I think obviously the big one, Ohio State downing Penn State. And I, you know what? I really see a lot out of this Ohio State team like what we saw in uh, – in 2002, what I presume we saw in 2002 at least, and what I remember seeing in 2014, where the offense isn't great. The offense has its moments. It's going to come into come into it more and more, but the defense wins us games. And that's what we're seeing right now with the defense. Because you, you look at 2002, a lot of gutsy, low-scoring games. And that's what we're seeing this year. And we saw a bit of that in uh, 2014 as well. And, and, I mean, this defense is championship worthy. I think that this is a championship defense. And they kind of proved that Drew Aller got absolutely shut down. Um, So, Kyle McCord didn't have a great day either. But, again, Penn State's defense is also pretty good. Uh, A few other games, Michigan destroyed Michigan State. But the bigger stuff's outside. Uh, apparently, Connor Stallions, the guy who uh, Michigan's used to scout all these signs, he was supposed to be in attendance to Ohio State, Penn State. He did not go. Um, Florida State pulls away from Duke, 38-20. to uh, Part of that really just Duke didn't score any second-half points. Riley Leonard got hurt again. He's trying so hard to play. Dude's got a heart of a football player, but he, he just he's not... He cannot keep uh, going out there like he is at the moment. Washington barely holds on against Arizona State. They did not have an offensive touchdown in this game. As Michael Penix Jr. uh, with two interceptions, Washington definitely looked a bit flawed. And Arizona State, they gave USC a pretty good game as well. So Washington, though, that's not, that's not look too good. Uh, Oklahoma survives UCF barely. UCF nearly won this game. Uh, but Gus Malzahn went for a double pass on the game-tying two-point conversion. Your guess is as good as mine. Um, North Carolina gets their first loss of the year. They fall to Virginia. Alabama pulls away from Tennessee because Joe Milton is Joe Milton. Um... Utah beats USC 34-32, and I've, I've said it all year. USC was going to go 9-3 and because of that defense. That's what it looks like they're going to go. Uh, I mean, at USC, they look – I mean, it, it's not a bad loss, but it eliminates them from college football can, or uh, playoff contention. The game-winning field goal for Utah. Really smart gamemanship as well. USC called a timeout with like five like five seconds. Utah kept a timeout, and I was really confused why they kept the timeout, but they keep the timeout, ends up aiding them. USC tries to ice the guy, and so Utah goes, all right, we still have a timeout. They run a play, get it to the center of the field, drop down, call their, call their last timeout. And, um, no, I mean, not that I, I don't think it would have mattered because right down the middle. Um, LSU uh, embarrassed Army 62 to nothing. Uh, Air Force beat Navy 17-6. Uh, I think the most talked about game of the day was not. Eh, I would say it was pretty talked about. Uh, 
Minnesota beats Iowa on a controversial invalid fair catch. And I, I you know what? We, we've been, I've been getting on the NFL officials. But this one, this one, it looks like an invalid fair catch single. Uh, it looks, to me, it looked like his our hand was above the shoulder. Uh, I talked about it with my dad. My dad was like, no, no, he, he wasn't. That was, that was a bad call. But to me, it looked like his hand was over the shoulder. And that's an invalid fair catch. So it wipes away a punt return for a touchdown. Iowa had, and I want to make sure I get this correct here. They lose 12 to 10. Iowa had 127 total yards. They had 11 rushing yards, three turnovers, and Brian Ferentz is going to get fired unless Iowa somehow puts up 40 points in three games. Yeah. It's not great for the Iowa Hawkeyes. But uh, it'll be interesting. Some really good games this weekend. Obviously, Ohio State traveling to Wisconsin. That's a big one. World's largest cocktail party. But obviously, the biggest game of the week by far is Oregon at Utah. Let's see how the uh, Utes can follow up what how they played last week. Uh, and then also, Duke Louisville also is very interesting. Unfortunately, both of those in the 3.30 time slot. Um... Yeah, there's not there's not a ton of intrigue in a lot of the games today or this week, but who knows? We'll find it, it's a college football Saturday. We'll find something interesting uh, any somewhere. But we'll take a time out. We come back. I'll have my surefire hot pick and talk a little bit of baseball. All right, here on the Sports Fan, presented by JNK Contracting. <laughs> Hey there, I'm Lance Bass, and this is Chip. For more than 100 years, American Humane has been on the front lines protecting animals in times of crisis. From Pearl Harbor to 9-11, the California wildfires, and the coronavirus pandemic, American Humane Rescue has provided life-saving assistance for animals in virtually every major national disaster. If you're anything like me, your pets mean the world to you. And if disaster strikes, you want to keep them safe. To prepare for an oncoming disaster, ensure your pet has secure and up-to-date identification. And if you must evacuate, remember to take your disaster preparedness kit with you. To learn more about disaster planning and how to keep your best friends safe, please visit AmericanHumane.org. How to please the whole crew on game day? How about a 40-piece Chicken McNuggets from McDonald's? Epically crispy, so juicy, so tender, and all the dipping sauces. Right now, 40 Chicken McNuggets made with all-white meat are yours for only $10.99. Well, yours and whoever you're watching the game with. My advice? Double down on your defense because 40 Chicken McNuggets disappear surprisingly fast. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Prices and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer or combo meal. 
From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. You're listening to The Sports Fan on 970 WATH. This is The Sports Fan. Carl Blaylock with you in the WATH studio, the dark WATH studio. I keep forgetting that uh, it gets dark by like 7, so (laughs) I'm doing it by like candlelight right now. I've got my laptop open and the two studio monitors and that is how I'm getting light right now because I forgot that it gets dark at like this. Uh, like, no, like it should be 7 o'clock at dark. I was driving back from Indianapolis yesterday. It's like 8 o'clock. I'm in Cincinnati and it's like dark, dark, dark. And it's why? It, 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 I, I hate that. It, I, I don't like getting back to the point to where like it's 7 o'clock and it's dark. Great for college football games. Don't get me wrong. I love I love that it's going to be, we're going to have the lights on and it's going to be dark at some point for that. But outside of that, no. Just have that for Saturdays and nothing else, I guess. <laughs> Anyways, my surefire hot pick tonight, Game 7. That's right, Game 7 of the NL, or ALCS, excuse me. Uh, the Astros, I mean, they've gotten it to... The Astros have gotten it to the seventh, or the Rangers, excuse me, have gotten it to a seventh game. But I, I, I don't see, I, I don't see them getting it past that. Uh, I really think that uh, the Astros do finish it out, especially with Max Scherzer on the mound. That's the key thing. Max Scherzer is on the mound tonight for the Rangers. I, I, I don't think that he, I, I don't think that he does it. I, I think that Scherzer's going to end up looking like Clayton Kershaw at the end of the night. Um, how, how many how many game fives? How many game sevens has Kershaw started and floundered in? That's that's gonna be that's gonna be Max Scherzer tonight. Uh, currently in the other series, the Diamondbacks lead four to one over the Phillies. And if you want a bonus hot pick, a bit late for this, but I had a uh, I made a little parlay with the three favorites today. Uh, the Phillies, the Astros, and the 49ers in Monday Night Football figured, you know what? Yeah, I'll, I'll throw, I'll throw a little par, five buck parlay. Only went sixteen bucks, but it's something. Uh, nope, the snakes had other ideas. Looks like a game seven may happen in the NLCS, and uh, you know what? That's a, that's a series that deserves to go to seven games. That's been a a really fun series to watch between the Diamondbacks and the Phillies. So. We'll see what happens. Bottom of the fifth right now, four to one, Diamondbacks over the Phillies. And uh, tonight, I, like I said, Max Scherzer being on the mound for the Rangers, I think, is going to be very key. I I don't know how. I don't know if he's the right call. It, it's Scherzer against Javier Christian Javier, who on the season or in the postseason here, two and zero, one point six nine ERA, under one WHIP, twelve strikeouts. But six walks. So that's going to have to be something that the Rangers have to take advantage of. They have to make Javier pay for those walks. But 
I, I don't know if that's going to be something they'll be able to do. Max Scherzer on the mound, like he's made one start, made it four innings, 11.25 ERA, uh, 1.5 whip. It's He didn't have a good outing his first time out, and I don't know if it's going to be much better tonight. But it'll be a fun game to watch. Obviously, uh, a 9-2 victory in game six for Texas last night to force this game seven. And it, it's been a fun series. I think that this Rangers-Astros series has been about what you expected it to be. And we're going to see who ends up punching their ticket to the World Series. And I still don't like the fact that the World Series is, starts on a Friday. But we'll, we'll see what ends up happening. Anyways, well, we got about two more minutes. NBA starts tomorrow. Uh, that, that, that's something that'll be interesting. And that's a big thing that just broke. Breaking news is Giannis Antetokounmpo has agreed to a three-year, $186 million contract extension. So that is a massive, massive deal for one of the big stars in the uh, basket NBA. And it's, it's great for the NBA. They've got their big star, and he's staying in Milwaukee. That, that's really good. It's, it's going to include a player option for the 2027-2028 season. So for the next three years... The Bucks are going to have Giannis Antetokounmpo. Now, whether that's going to win him another championship, I, I don't know. I think that's going to be very interesting to see if it does. I'm not sure if it does, but uh, tomorrow is going to be real interesting. With uh, It's got two West Coast games to have the start off the season. Uh, you got Lakers at Nuggets and Suns at Warriors, so that's got to be weird. The Nuggets, that game is going to start 5.30 local time. That's... Uh, Ah, that's 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 interesting uh, for an opening night, but I, I guess it works. It's the Lakers, the TV reigns supreme, so that'll uh, uh, yeah, we'll talk about that more in depth, I'm sure, uh, tomorrow. I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not NBA is not my forte. I can talk a bit about it, but we'll leave we'll leave that to people who know what they're talking about a bit more. Anyways, that'll wrap up the sports fan for this Monday, October twenty third. Uh, we will talk with you tomorrow. We'll see. We got, I think, Ethan Sargent and Cedric Granger tomorrow on the Sports Fan presented by JNK Contracting. We'll see you then.